0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Red Housewife podcast. Today's topic, how to make friends like a Scorpio. You can sponsor this podcast here on anchor.fm slash the Red Housewife or at me on Twitter at the Red Housewife. I chose the topic of how to make friends like a Scorpio because many of my friends were talking to me about the quality of friendships that I have in comparison to theirs. Some of you may or may not know I am Scorpio. And the reason why I tend to make good friends is because I really take my time before I even call anyone my friend. And ultimately, I will do things for them and they will do things for me that neither one of us would do for anyone else. And that's just a summary of the type of friendships I have as a Scorpio. Of course, any zodiac sign, could say that their friendships are the same way. But I'm regularly asked about how I tend to make such quality friendships. So I'm going to tell you how to make friends like a Scorpio. Maybe it'll help you out with whoever it is that you have as a friend in your life. Maybe it'll help you reevaluate that friends list on social media. Or maybe it's something you already know and you can pat yourself on the back because you're already doing a great job. Starting right away with number one remember this rule. No one is a friend until they have proven to be a friend. In a society, we tend to call each other friends when we first meet. You get a job. You want to get along with everyone there. Everyone's kind and polite. Please and thank you. Sure, you can have some of my lunch. Uh, Oh, I got this outfit at this or that store. It's a very friendly environment because you have to work together. And as a result, you can kind of trick yourself into thinking that a person is your friend when they're really not. We see memes about it all the time. When you go to work, just make your money and go home. But that's more difficult to do because again, in our society, everyone's a friend until they've proven to be an enemy. But if you're a Scorpio, well, that's just not true because you barely know each other. So how can they be your friend? You're often disappointed when you find out that that coworker is the one that's gossiping behind your back, that classmate is the one that lied on you to the teacher or whatever other issues that are going on. You're disappointed because you called that person your friend during the honeymoon phase, just like with romantic relationships. Friends can get along with you quite well in the beginning. You're discovering all the things you have in common, hair, makeup, nails, clothing, um, you name it. You have it all in common. So you can feel like you've met a new friend, a a twin flame, a kindred spirit, but really you're just finding all the good things you like. You haven't given that person uh, enough time to show show you their bad side. It also causes us to give away too much trust because we automatically assume that everybody's a friend until they've proven otherwise. We trust them with information we probably shouldn't trust them with. Have you ever overshared with a coworker and then told yourself, oh, they're not going to say anything. And the next thing you know, you're in HR trying to figure out who could have possibly sent you to HR, who could have possibly filed the complaint. And it's a difficult thing to figure out because you have about four or five people that you now call your friend that you just met on the job that you don't really know. So remember, no one is a friend until they've proven to be a friend. Number two, Evaluate yourself. Are you emotionally sound? If you're going through a needy phase, a lonely phase, you're going to be willing to overlook flaws in other people that you otherwise wouldn't overlook. If you've been without friends for a while and you've always wanted to have a big group of friends, then you'll overlook things like the fact that the person that's talking to you is gossiping about somebody else that's supposedly their best friend. And you'll say, well, that person's not talking about me. Or maybe that person's bad-mouthing other people in their clothing or their body type. Or maybe they seem to have a bit of a drug problem and, you know, you figure, well, they're functioning. You'll make an excuse for people if you're going through something emotionally. Or if you haven't secured your own emotional needs, you need to have someone to help fill that void. And so you'll pick a friend that's not really worthy of the title friend just to fill in that emotional void. You also have to ask yourself, are you mentally sound? Are you going through something that could be affecting your mental health? Are you bipolar? It Could this be a manic cycle for you when you're trying to make all these friends? Because everybody's wonderful when you're manic, and then when you're depressed, you may or may not see them for who they really are, or you might see a perfectly good friend as a bad person. It can go the opposite way. When you're depressed, you may think your friends don't care about you, they don't check up on you, and be totally abil- oblivious to their own struggles because you happen to be depressed. Maybe you're stressed out at work. Maybe you're stressed out at home. Maybe you're just going through something and that's gonna affect your judgment when it comes to choosing a friend. You may consider someone to not be your friend when they really are because you're going through something. Are you drawn to certain toxic traits? Some people love gossipers. And if you're saying I'm not one of those persons who likes gossipers, I guarantee you that if I were to look into your Twitter uh, account and see what uh, Twitterers I guess you would follow, or if I were to look into your Instagram, I bet you've got Gossip of the City as one of the accounts that you follow. Everyone loves to proclaim that they don't like gossipers because no one likes to be talked about. But the fact is many people follow celebrity gossip all day. There are people who pay good money to join private groups Private, chat, um, private group chats, excuse me, <laughs> um, just to have access to celebrity gossip before anybody else has access to it. And that's a toxic trait, to like to hear bad things about other people, to like to hear gossip about other people. Well, if the gossip of the office comes along, then you're going to be drawn to that person. And then a few weeks, few days, few months, that person has now made you the topic of the gossip and you're sitting there trying to figure out how could I have possibly trusted this person? How could I have ever called this person my friend? Well, you didn't care because they were meeting your needs when it comes to the toxic traits. Maybe this person is overtly sexual. Maybe this person isn't uh, a faithful partner when it comes to their romantic relationships. And you think that's so cool. You're drawn to people who are like that, the promiscuous type. And then the next thing you know, that person's in bed with your lover And you can't figure out how you could have missed the betrayal. So you want to evaluate yourself and figure out what toxic traits am I attracted to? Possibly just in a romantic partner. Because if you're attracted to it in a romantic partner, you'll probably also be attracted to it in a friend. Are you ready to be a good friend to someone? We all want good friends, but we don't necessarily deserve them. I posted a a photo of Silvio from The Sopranos. And I said that he's the friend that we all want, but no one deserves. No one was more loyal than Silvio on The Sopranos. He was extremely loyal to Tony. You didn't have to tell him twice to knock somebody off. I mean, he was just, he was there. He was his number one. He's the person that Tony would trust with anything, right? Well, he's the friend we all want, but we don't deserve. We'll speak up for you even when you aren't there. You don't have to be in the room to have Silvio support you. And that's the type of friend we all want. Loving, supportive, get your back when you're not there, tell you what other people are saying behind your back. If anything, ride or die, willing to go to prison with you. Hopefully you don't do anything that causes you to need to go to prison, right? But then you have to ask yourself, what are you giving that person? When we're talking about the terms of the Sopranos, one of the things that I noticed was that Tony wasn't really a good friend to Silvio. Silvio was a good friend to him, but I don't really remember Silvio being there for, I mean, Tony being there for Silvio when it came to his family. Of course, Tony was there when Silvio got shot. Of course, Tony was there when Silvio was in the hospital. That's a given. Who wouldn't be there? But Tony wasn't really there for Silvio any other time. And then again, it was just a TV show, so it doesn't really matter. But I'm just using that as an as an example. If you want a really good friend, you have to be a really good friend in, in return. And then the last question to ask yourself, are you open to having friends at all? Sometimes you're just not in the right space to want to be around other people. As a Scorpio, I can feel this one in my bones. I just don't like everyone. And when it gets to the point where I don't like anyone, so there's a difference when you're very selective between being selective and just not liking anyone, just excluding everyone from your circle then you have a problem when your circle's getting so small that you're barely in it yourself you have to ask yourself are you open to having friends right now and it's okay to not want friends right now it's okay to say you know what I just need to be by myself I'm working on me I'm doing some shadow work I don't I'm just I don't have what it takes to be a good friend to someone and I don't have what it takes to recognize a good friend right now I'm not really open to friends right now Number three, every action is a puzzle piece. For example, if someone attacks you, it is a part of who they are. Of course we can explain it and say, well, they were in a bad mood, they were stressed, they didn't mean it, they misunderstood a conversation online. There's a lot of reasons why you can justify someone's attack on you and we're talking verbal. Even physical people make excuses for it, right? They were drunk. But the fact is, it is a puzzle piece in the grand scheme of who they are. That means that if this person got drunk and was verbally abusive to you, but they're never verbally abusive to you any other time, then guess what? You just learned that this person has a problem with alcohol. It's a puzzle piece to who they are. Even if you can overlook their shortcomings, their shortcomings is part of the tapestry. So yes, this person drinks and they get violent or they become verbally abusive, but never to me, just to other people. So that tells you when I'm out someplace fancy with this person, if they pick up a glass of champagne, this person may embarrass me and everyone at the party. It is who they are, whether you can forgive it or accept it or not. So you don't write anything off. You just put the puzzle piece in place where it belongs and keep building until you have a full picture of who they are. If they're good to you, that's also a part of who they are. If they seem to be overly positive, they give too much of themselves, their glasses is almost empty, but they're still giving, that's a puzzle piece that tells you a part of who they are, that they're selfless, that they lack the ability to take care of themselves sometimes, that maybe they need you um, to be the type of friend who reminds them to take care of themselves. I had a friend that was very needy, and she was very needy because she gave away so much of herself. You could call her in the middle of the night for a ride. You could borrow money from her, um, borrow her clothes. She just gave and gave and gave till there was nothing left. And then she met me, a Scorpio, where I saw this happening. And she proved to be a true friend to me prior to this. I've decided that this person is worthy of my friendship, worthy of the title friend. And then I noticed that other people weren't worthy of the title of friend. And they were taking advantage of her generosity. So when they did it in my presence, I opened my mouth. And I told them, bluntly, (laughs) sometimes with swear words. And she began to realize, you know, maybe I am giving up too much of myself. And I would tell her, you know, hey, you don't have time to go help them with their problems. They've got a mom. They've got a dad. You shouldn't be going down and bailing that person out of jail. They knew what they did to get in there. That was a stupid reason to get arrested. Let them call a bail bondsman. Keep your money. Where's your rent going to come from? Or when someone would borrow from her and they wouldn't pay her back. I would go with her. I would be her Silvio. I would go with her and knock on the door. I see that, you know, you got yourself some new shoes. I've seen it on Instagram. Where's her money? Oh, well, I don't have it. Well, why don't you go ahead and pass those shoes? Those are her size. To the point where some people didn't like me and I didn't care. What I cared about was my friend. She was my friend. And she was always good to me. And the way she was good to me told me that she wasn't being good to herself. So that told me that I needed to be the type of friend that took care of her. That's what attracted her to me. And that was all part of the the puzzle of who she was. And this one kind of goes to um, the last point that I made is the person too trusting. Because again, a puzzle piece in their personality of who they are, the bigger picture, means that, hey, when you're friends with this person, you're probably going to have to be their protector. Also take... Note, if they're the type of person who fails to act, I'll give you another short story. There is a person um, at a former job that I had. I thought she was my friend. We did everything together. I mean, I took my time calling this person my friend. She was a Cancer, so we really got along. We had a great friendship. And then one day, this Sagittarius Scorpio cusp person ordered something, she had something delivered to the job, and it came up missing. Now, ultimately, just to jump ahead, it was delivered to the wrong location. But she told everyone that she thought I stole from her, which was enraging. She told everyone who would listen. She threatened me, but not to my face. Everything was behind my back. Meanwhile, I'm at home, enjoying my life, getting ready for work. This was a a night job. And... I come to work happy peppy my phone is as dry as the sahara and i get to work and i'm getting the look you know the look where someone's about to get fired or someone's about to get written up but no one wants to say anything so now i'm concerned so i pull aside a friend who happens to also be a scorpio and i say hey let me know what's going on right now and he says listen i'm just going to tell you so-and-so thinks you stole from her she told everybody they're reviewing cameras of course, my response was, let them review the cameras. They're going to see that I never got anything. And ultimately, they did. So, she basically made an ass of herself and ruined my reputation in the process. But that's not what pissed me off the most. What pissed me off the most is the girl that was supposed to be my friend was there the entire time. And as I said, my phone was as dry as the Sahara Desert. She never texted me and said, hey, if you stole, just let me know. Bring it back. Or, hey. You're being accused of something heads up when you come in. Hey, if you stole the reviewing cameras, cover your butt, you know? She never said a word. She let me walk in to a minefield. And I didn't appreciate that. Because if she was my friend, she should have acted. She should have said something, even if she thought I did it. You know, if she thought I was a thief, then I had to evaluate myself to figure out why people thought I stole in the first place. But she didn't say anything. She didn't say, Hey girl, I don't know if you stole. Um Bring it back. I'll cover for you. Or hey, I need my job. I can't get in any trouble. But you need to uh, approach work with caution. Make sure you don't make any mistakes because um, you know, you're being accused of something when you get here. I don't want to get in the middle because I need my job. But you know, just want to give you a warning when you come in. It's not all you know cookies and cream. She said nothing, and to me, that was worse than the person who accused me of stealing. Because the person who accused me of stealing, I could at least say that hey. Someone lied to them and left them with the impression that I stole from them. They were doing a process of elimination. Well, who was working the day it was supposedly delivered? And, you know, um, she had no way to know that the package had never been delivered until after she had made her accusation and after the cameras were pulled that, oh, my package was never delivered here. This was all a big mistake by the, the postman. So I can at least justify that. You know, when you're investigating your own situation, You try to figure out "Mm, who could have done it, right? We've all been there. So I could understand it. I still don't like her and I'll never speak to her, but I can understand what I couldn't forgive was my so-called friend, her failure to act. And once I saw that puzzle piece, as far as I was concerned, that was the missing piece. I knew what type of friend she was before that. I knew what type of things she was into, what I was willing to overlook, what I wasn't willing to overlook, how she treated me, how she treated other people. Was she good to me? Was she bad to me? I had all the pieces. I had all the edges and I had all the fillers, but I was missing that one piece is whether or not she would defend me when I wasn't there. Whether or not she was as loyal to me behind my back as she was to my face. And I got my answer. So failure to act is just as bad as a direct betrayal, at least to a Scorpios it is. And lastly, number four, be confident in your choices. If you follow all of this information, then you'll be confident in knowing that you made a good friend. By not assuming anyone's your friend until they've proven that they're a friend, By taking the time to evaluate yourself and whether or not you're being a good friend, whether you're in the right state of mind to evaluate if someone else is worthy of your friendship. If you are looking at the whole picture and not just one situation, then you're going to end up with a really good friend in the end. But a little extra information, there's no time frame on this. Some people come out of the gate just matching your energy matching your personality they're just as loyal as you would be they're there for you I mean they're like your twin flame in regards to friendship some people are like that some people you know within three days for me the only time that has ever happened has been with a Scorpio every single time it's always been another Scorpio usually a Scorpio woman go figure right Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of how to make friends like a Scorpio. If you'd like me to evaluate any other Zodiac signs on the friendship scale, I can do that. Just at me on Twitter and I'll bring that up as a topic. This is the first of many episodes involving the Zodiac. So I look forward to having my listeners around as I go through all the different topics that can be discussed under the umbrella of the Zodiac. Hope you all have a happy holiday in case I don't post another podcast between now and then. And just in case I get really lazy, have a happy new year. See you next time.